0: Last time on Dice Heist, Bertram and Adam await Dirk's return from his dangerous mission into Alchemco in Sir Mudbreaker's office. When Dirk finally arrives, Mudbreaker is eager to get caught up on what happened, letting the gang make the picture clearer for him. However, Mudbreaker begins to get worried when they explain the aggressive actions they took against Alchemco, explaining that going against one of the Big Five companies is extremely dangerous. Infuriated by his response, Adam begins arguing that all that matters is that justice is served, no matter the danger to his own life. Mudbreaker agrees that justice should be served, but that a cautious approach is a safer option, and suggests the group bide their time and collect as much dirt and as many allies as possible before acting. Adam thinks it would be better to operate outside of the law to accomplish these goals but the group as a whole decides taking advantage of the resources provided are a better option. After some more deliberation, the group and Mudbreaker come to the consensus that they should stay with the precinct and operate outside the law when needed. Next, they came to the understanding that the goal of this case moving forward needed to be keeping Fenian, Carl, and Sarah out of Elkemko's clutching grasp. Mudbreaker, Starts by sending a team to bring Carl in for his own safety, while the other three head over to interrogate the now awake and seemingly healthy Sarah. After a healthy dose of sarcasm, rude behavior, and verbal abuse from Sarah, the group confirms that Fenian is still in the sewers and they need to move fast to get him out. Unfortunately, the issue is that they can't agree on how to find Fenian. Adam, wants to cut Sarah loose and let her lead them to him. Dirk wants to convince her to lead them to him willingly. And Bertram wants to leave her here, where she is safe and protected by the department. However, the decision becomes moot when Mudbreaker comes in and lets them know that Carl has been found dead in his apartment.
1: Dice Heist where we roll the dice and see what we can get away with. My name is Aaron. I'll be playing your resident bard Bertram Dirge Stride. And uh it's it's all bad. It's still bad. It was bad. It's continued to be bad. Over to you, Nick.
2: Hey guys, I'm Nick. I'm playing Dirk Vilgoth, our Arcane Trickster. And yeah, uh he narrowly avoided getting caught in some bad stuff, and now they're finding that they're in a web of uh tricky stuff going on over to you Bronson
3: hey everybody Bronson here playing as Adam Varuva the rogue wizard I mean yeah I'm I can't there's nothing (laughs) not a whole lot more to say other than (laughs) what Aaron and Nick have already said uh do you have anything to add
0: uh hey guys yeah this is Raeslyn your DM and of course I have something to add I'm the one who's gonna tell you what happens next uh, so yeah, uh, big shit, Kiest, just keep piling on to this pile that you guys have been dealing with, just trying to figure out who broke into a fucking warehouse, and uh this investigation has brought up moral quandaries, and you know, do we help them or do we not? uh right now, you guys just got the really bad news from Mudbreaker that the guy that you uh were going to try and bring into the precinct to you know, talk to and hopefully keep safe, was just found dead in his apartment. Uh, we're going to open up as Mudbreaker is going to request that you guys go check out the murder scene, because while the investigators can try and do their best, he thinks that you guys can still do the best job possible to make sure that whoever killed them will be found out, whether it be Alchemco or something else entirely. So, you guys were in the brink of uh, making a decision on whether or not to let out Sarah to lead you to Fenian. Uh, but I don't know if this has thrown a monkey wrench into that plan or if it's just diverted the plan. I don't know. But you guys are free to decide on that.
2: Well, Bertram, I guess you're getting what you want. Mudbreaker, we need this person in here to be heavily. Guarded, we feel there might be an attempt to recover her from Alkenka, and you know as well as I do how far their influences go. So we need to be very cautious with this, but we can we can go investigate. What do you guys think?
1: Mudbreaker, is uh, is there
2: such a thing as a safe house? We can make
1: use of.
0: I mean, of course, there's places we could take her. Um, however, there is still the issue of her assault of a uh, officer, as she as he kind of motions to Dirk. I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Should we? Obviously, you're you're for us taking her, but we're just gonna drop those charges. Is that what our goal is here?
2: Ah, we were just wrestling a bit. No harm done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh we can get her under surveillance, we can get her dragged away. I've got a few men I can trust. I know they're not in anyone's pocket and we can have them keep an eye on her until most of this blows over and then we can figure out what to do with her from he- from there. That should free you guys up to go check out whatever happened to Carl without you know worrying about her. So, yeah. This seems like a decent plan. I'm wondering
3: since they've killed Carl, it means that they don't, or didn't, rather have any plans to wipe his mind or change his mind as we assume they've done with Adenol.
2: But why?
1: Well, we don't know what has killed Carl. He may have choked on a sandwich.
2: I was gonna say, uh, we know that this young woman just tried to take out Uh, Adeline. so maybe Finian went after after him. Maybe that was their plan, to split up and take them both out.
0: Well, all this seems very plausible, but I think speculating is not going to do us any good here. Let's go.
2: All right, come on, let's go.
0: All right, so you guys head out, and you hop in your quad motor and race down towards... address that you were given of where Carl lives okay Uh, when you guys arrive you pull up to the front of the building and the first thing you notice is that this is a a taller building but um, on the third floor where you know his apartment is you see a large window just shattered open Uh, and there's a few pieces of glass on the ground underneath it Um, from there you guys can choose to go about this however you like I know Dirk's got his his methods.
2: Um yeah, so there's shattered glass, so we should probably check to see if any of that shattered glass matches the the vials of the you know, the drug of 54.
0: Uh okay. Yep. So you go over and take a look at it. Go ahead and make an investigation check on the glass.
1: Is the person that discovered the Uh, his death one of the officers that they sent to
0: bring him in correct okay
2: yeah what'd you get dirty 20
0: okay so with the dirty 20 you can tell that these are probably uh pieces of glass from the broken window up ahead or up above
2: okay fair enough
0: uh and as you guys are kind of looking around you guys move towards the entrance to go up to the building you see one of the officers open the door and uh two others are pulling out a body bag uh that has Fenian
2: or what you assume to be Carl in the bag
0: okay
2: um I think we should stop them and take a look before they take him away
0: adam will nod his hidden adam go and check him out yeah, as Adam wanders up, they kind of stop for a moment and they, they uh, you know, wait for your direction as you are a superior of theirs.
3: Uh, I'm going to unzip said body bag and do a kind of head-to-toe analysis of Carl's body and try to get, um, if I can, at least from here, information on cause of death and how long he's been dead.
0: Yeah, of course. Uh, go ahead and make an investigation check, I think would be best hey that's a nap 20 okay so let me spill the beans to you so the first thing you notice is that uh, he has not been dead long rigor mortis hasn't fully set in Uh, the second thing you notice is that uh, it seems that he was strangled Um, you can see markings of fingers on his neck and uh, you can also see that underneath his fingernails uh, there's signs of like blood and one not probably defensive uh, from him attacking his attacker. Uh, you're assuming that this blood is probably going to come back as the attacker's blood, so you take a sample, mm-hmm. pass it off to them to run at the lab if you want, or you can take it for yourself. Um, in addition, you do notice that his eyes are completely bloodshot, like you would expect from a, uh, someone who is uh, choked but his eyes are wide open as well um and
3: he, is his neck broken was he choked hard enough to break his neck
0: no his neck was not broken um okay. but he, he seems like he was suffocated from it so uh he also has a piece of paper sticking out of his shirt pocket and as you pull it out um There is this dingy kind of crumpled up piece of paper and uh, it it just, it's, uh, you you unfold it completely and it seems to be a love letter um, addressed to Carl and it, it just says your love at the end.
3: I mean, at, at some by, point, at some point, would I be able to go over the details of that letter with you, mm-hmm. or are you find?
0: Yeah, know? no, we can do that at some other point. But I do not have that love letter written, so we're gonna go with that for right now. Fine by um, me. But as obviously, you read through it, it's obviously a love letter written to Carl from someone, uh, and and the the letter seems like it's quite old, but it's been carefully folded over time. Uh, it just seems like maybe it's something that has been around for a while, maybe a, a few years, maybe more. Okay. So that that's pretty much everything that you can gather immediately from his body.
3: Okay. I will jot down in my notes my findings. I will actually take two samples that have blood underneath his fingernails, uh, one for my own analysis and then one for the uh, lab techs back at HQ.
0: Okay, sounds good.
2: So I I didn't want to cut off Bertram if he has something to do, but uh, Dirk has his next thing he wants to do.
1: Go for it. Bertram's just kind of looking around um, and seeing if anything strikes me as odd. But he's leaving the science collection to our science boy. Uh, So
0: quick note uh, to you looking around. You do actually see something of note. You see uh, a dragonborn couple kind of chatting nearby um, and looking over as Adam is examining this body. Um, it's a black dragonborn and a blue dragonborn. And they're just kind of, you know, just whispering back and forth to themselves, waiting, you know, off to the side. Um, but from there, we're going to pass over to, to Dirk. And what would you like to do? Uh,
2: so Dirk is going to, um, because he can, he's going to walk up the side of the building uh, up to the window and mm-hmm. just kind of uh see what he can see from that perspective, like in in the window, like maybe if he can discern how the window is broken. Whether it was yeah. like okay, inside so, or outside.
0: Right. Uh go ahead and make a perception check first as you're walking up the
2: wall. Okay. Ooh, uh it's a seventeen plus five, so that's twenty two.
0: Okay, so with this perception check, you are able to see a couple different splotches on the wall that look like some sort of grime or muck.
2: Ooh, okay. Uh,
0: and it, it looks like it's just, you know, it's clinging to the wall. Um, and as you get up to the window, you can immediately tell that, yes, some of the window had been pulled outward, the the glass, but initially it was broken inward. Oh, as you see, most okay. of the glass is lying on the floor immediately inside. Maybe whoever was breaking in the window... Uh, you know, pulled whatever was still attached away to give themselves better entry, but it, it
2: obviously was broken inwards. Okay. So, Birch, or, yeah, Dirk is going to collect a sample of that to hand off to Adam in a little bit. Okay. Uh, and, yeah, just kind of check out the inside. So, you said that it was initially, it seems like it was initially broken into. Yes.
0: Uh, So as you see, peer into the room uh, from the window, you can see that it's a very small, quaint apartment, um, about studio in size, and there is a small chair next to a countertop that seemed to have had a lot of pictures on it. As the pictures are now scattered across the floor, you assume that they were pushed off either in an attempt to search through the apartment or just simply in, you know, anger, whatever it might be. You're not sure. Uh, But um, you do notice that there's markings on the chair as to that's where they found Carl when they came in. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then as you look over, kind of scanning across the room, uh, you do see that there are footprints in the ground as well. Um, Similarly with the same sort of muck that you saw on the outside of the building. And you scan over to the door and the door is still open. One of the officers is standing at the door and he's like, "What do you? Oh,
2: hey Dirk! Yeah, what, surprise! What you doing out there?" Uh, yeah, just uh, getting a look out this side, and uh, looks like the perpetrator came in from this window. and uh, Seeing what I can see out here, but I'm uh, gonna, I'm gonna come on in there and check it out, and uh, I'll probably have Adam come up with me. Yeah. Okay. I'll uh, see you up here. Okay. <laughs> And uh, Dirk's gonna kind of climb down a little bit and then do a backflip off the wall, and okay, land yeah. near Adam.
0: Okay. Yep. Uh, go ahead and make a make an acrobatics check just for just sure to see go. how badass it looks. <laughs> yep. uh, it's a it's natural seventeen
2: plus seven for okay. acrobatics, so twenty four. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's, that's a solid that's a solid
2: 9.5 at least. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty good, pretty good. You stick the landing, you're all good. Yeah, and, uh, and Dirk just whips out the vial and like, here, Adam, I got a sample for you. This was on the walls leading up there. Looks like the window is broken into. We should uh, check out up there once you're done with the body.
3: Let's do it now. As Adam pockets
0: that vial.
3: Okay.
2: All right,
0: so you two go up. Uh, Bertram, are you joining them or are you checking out those, that couple that I mentioned? I'm
1: going to go see if they saw him.
0: Okay. Yeah. So you two head up and then we're going to deal with, uh, this conversation first. So Bertram heads over to this couple. Uh, and I said it was a dragonborn. One of them is blue dragonborn. The other is a black dragonborn. Uh, and they are standing kind of on the street and they're like, excuse me, are you, are you an officer? Uh,
1: Yes, we're doing a, a bit of uh, investigating here. Tell me it.
0: A- well, we we saw the whole thing right here. I mean, it happened right in front of our eyes.
1: Oh, well, I guess start from the beginning.
0: Well, so like uh, me and my wife were walking down here and this guy, I don't know, I don't know if it's a guy. He had like a lizard face. It's quite terrifying. He, like, skittering across the wall like a lizard. And he just, he just, like, started climbing up the wall. Goes straight up the wall and, and into that window. He broke it. He flying glass everywhere. And, and, and next thing we heard we hear a scream and, and then nothing. And and then he just scurries back down the wall and he's gone. I, I don't know. He went off that way towards that alleyway. But, like, this thing was freaking terrifying looking.
1: Um... <clears throat> Can I get any sense of if they if they saw the whole thing, in fact, or if they're just... <laughs>
0: Go ahead and make an insight check right now.
1: <laughs> I haven't rolled anything good Ooh. in the last three episodes. <laughs> eight.
0: Oof. Eight. Okay. Yeah, so with an eight, you're not really sure, but, I mean, their story does seem a little far-fetched, uh, this creature just coming out of nowhere like a giant freaking lizard scaling up the wall. It just doesn't seem fully, like... doesn't seem like it's fully possible in your
1: mind. So it's a lizard person, but not a lizard folk or kobold or dragonborn?
0: N- no, no. It had pointy ears. And and some of its skin was a little pink. Huh.
1: About how large maybe, was Maybe this? like
0: humans? What's that? About how large... Oh, he was. Uh, oh, from head, head to foot. Oh, oh, and the tail. Yep, there was a tail. Uh, head to tail, probably like twenty-five feet long. I see. And and Bertram just kind of like glances up at the window, and there is no way a creature that is twenty-five feet long mm-hmm. could fit through that window.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you said they went over this way. He, uh, through the bushes alley, I think. Uh, yeah, alley- there there were some
0: bushes over there, and that, then, yeah, that's I think they come from that alleyway. I think you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, uh, I do appreciate your time. Uh, perhaps you should clear out of here, so the lizard person doesn't find you on their way back.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. And they start scurrying off. Uh, continuing their walk at a very brisk pace now.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna go look in the alley and just see if there's anything weird that stands out to me. Uh, but okay. otherwise I'm gonna find the other two.
0: Okay, so go ahead and make a perception check please.
1: Oh, it's a double digit number. Twenty-two.
0: Woo! Ooh. 22 nice going so the 22 not only can you see something uh in this alleyway but you can also see um as you're walking towards it that there's almost this trail from the wall uh down onto the street and it just just seems like grime it's reminding you of your time in the sewers as you look at it and just kind of like makes you gag a little bit just from the sight of it Mm -hmm. and and you can see that there's actual footprints um just covering this this muck or whatever just sloshing through it and And it goes all the way back into this alleyway, and you see a manhole cover inside the alleyway that these footprints lead to.
1: I'll just write in my page to Adam and Dirk um, that I have found muddy footprints leading to a manhole in the alleyway okay.
0: Alright, so as Dirk and Adam are wandering up the building, uh, you guys finally come to the door of Carl's apartment. And when you first open the door, or the uh, the officer lets you in, can you each make me a perception check? Yeah. Okay. And this is going to determine kind of like the initial clues that you guys are are given to start with. And kind of go for it. Mm. Alrighty. Not the... Best uh thirteen. Okay, so yeah. a thirteen for Dirk. And I have a nineteen. So a thirteen and a nineteen. Okay. So uh we're gonna start with Dirk. Dirk with your thirteen. Uh Dirk, you notice that the footprints um lead directly up to the chair from the window. And uh it seems as if these look to be made from the same like muck from the sewers. Um and and you're assuming that are the footprints
2: like humanoid looking or
0: they Yeah, like they actually look light? like they look very human. Okay. Like specifically human, like they're bare footprints. Uh and they they show just as if they are human almost. Um Adam on the other hand, you kind of see around the room and you you see everything that I've already described to Dirk uh up above you were listening. But there's the window that was broken inwards. There's glass all over the floor. There's these footsteps. uh, There seems to be the chair where, you know, there's chalk outline where Carl was killed. And these pictures kind of shoved off of this little countertop nearby. But the one thing that you do notice is just this splotch of red on the wall above this bookshelf. Or not this bookshelf, but above this, like, countertop where all the pictures were shoved off of. And you're you're not really sure what it is, but your initial thought is that maybe that's the same substance it's it's the same substance that's been causing all these issues, this rage formula, because it seems to have a similar color to what you've seen so far of them.
3: Hmm. So Above above the little
0: what is it like, counter or cabinets? Yeah. Yeah, there's like this little cabinet where uh, it seems the picture f- pictures were all like shoved off of, or you know, fell for whatever reason. But okay, uh, there's like this splotch
3: on the wall. Is there near that splotch? Is there like tiny shards of glass
0: from like a vial? Yeah, actually, if you look a little bit closer, you can see little uh, shards of glass on the vial uh, of of a vial stuck in the wall.
3: I would like to search around this place and try to find. Uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, try to find if possible some vials, like maybe that Carl was hiding somewhere, because this is making me think that he was gonna try to take one to fight against what's his nuts. What's his nuts? <laughs> <laughs> and just didn't uh, didn't take the vial in time.
0: Uh, okay, yeah, uh, go ahead and make a investigation check. Incoming investigation.
3: That's (laughs) 25.
0: So the 25, you start pulling open drawers. You're like looking around. You're pulling. You're making sure there's no like false drawers underneath them. Um, Checking underneath the chair. You kind of just start like you literally look like you're flipping the room. Just looking everywhere. For anything that could be like other vials and all that, like you pull the the cabinet aside and underneath you see just these extra shards of glass that are obviously from the uh, the vial that seemingly mm-hmm. was smashed up against the wall. And you look in the kitchen and you know you're looking through the pantry. You're trying to find everything in the ice box. You don't find anything in there. Uh, in the ice of the ice box, you check in there and you're pulling out the ice. You you check all over the apartment and you're just like. You just... Dirk, you're just seeing him literally go mad just searching in here. <laughs> as 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 methodical as he can be, he's he's very persistent just now, trying to find anything that could be this other vial. But unfortunately you come up, up empty handed. And as you do so, you kind of just, you know, you uh, come to that conclusion in your mind. And you glance down. And you see a newspaper that is amongst the Uh, the pictures on the floor that you kind of overlooked a little bit. And you see that there's a handprint on it that seems to have some sort of muck, the same sort of muck that you guys keep seeing uh, on it.
3: Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll pick up the newspaper. Does it have... I mean, not looking at the words on it first, is there
0: anything else about the Uh,
3: newspaper other than that like handprint
0: so as you go to pick it up uh you guys feel the buzz in your pockets from the uh uh, the page as bertram sends you his message that he's found something found the the manhole cover that it seems his perpetrator had left to okay um and and you you glance down at that you read it real quick and then go back to what you were doing Um, But you see that the newspaper is open to a much further back page. And it seems to be uh, basically um, just a kind of homage to one of Alchemco's greatest scientists finally retiring after a long life of service. And it mentions Carl's name in it. Mm. Um, And as as you kind of like glance over the page and check some kind of look over a, a bunch too, you see kind of these blotches of the the muck on the like near and like on the date up at the top of the page uh i mean does it look like proper date on the page that is that is definitely the correct date that carl left the uh left el chem cup
3: okay I'll jot the date down uh in my journal in case that particular date comes up again
0: sure yeah no problem
3: I feel like I'm like not connecting a dot here or something
0: nope but that's okay you <laughs> will eventually
3: if we if we got that page from Bertram uh Adam would look over at Turk and say we should we should honestly just have the Crime scene technicians come out here and just bag and tag everything take it back, and then we should go with Bertram and try to hunt down this thing
2: agreed we gotta move quick before it gets away too fast yep which it's probably long gone by now but I mean we might be able to pick up a trail well I hope uh hope Bertram brought his galoshes with him. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, Adam's gonna start heading back downstairs. Uh, if he sees any of the crime scene technicians on the way, he would say, "Like, hey, bag everything up there, uh, label everything, and keep it in storage at headquarters. We'll get back to it. Everything. Another time. Uh, any paperwork. Okay, um, and then so, any any chemicals
0: found. Gotcha. Okay, so so anything of note. Got it. Okay. Never know with you, Adam. You, you, the one time you had us bag and tag literally everything in an apartment. <laughs> Guy came home to have no furniture. We're psycho sometimes.
3: <laughs> sometimes you have to treat everything like evidence.
2: All right, come on, Adam. Let's get out of here. Yep. All right, and so they'll, uh, they'll head out and go meet Bertram.
0: Okay, so yeah, you head down and you see Bertram just kind of like eyeing the alleyway. Doesn't seem like he has a very happy face right Uh, now, but...
2: Does the footprints leading to it that he noticed, uh, are they leading towards the sewer or away from the manhole or both? Both. Okay. Hey, uh, Bertram, you bring bring the stuff you need for going down into the sewers?
1: No, I did not.
2: Yeah, well, that was poor planning on your part. Luckily for you, I thought ahead and I brought an extra pair for you. Here you go.
1: (laughs) Yes, I I should just expect to be covered in shit every time we leave the precinct, I guess.
2: Yeah, it it doesn't bother me too much. I'll just have Adam clean us up later. All right, well, I guess we're going down. And, uh... Dirk will just bring out his crowbar and open it up like he did last time.
0: Okay. Yeah, you open it up, and down into the sewers, you see rushing water and the filth that is below... Isn't this some good quality music? This is Skirmish Epic, Deadly Contest, by Raphael Hofstetter, from BattleBards.com. That's where we get all our background music and sound effects for the show. What is BattleBards? BattleBards is the most premium audio library ever created for the tabletop gaming experience, along with tools built specifically to use the audio seamlessly in-game tailor-made background music inspired by fantasy races and locations, voiceover scripts written to bring life to everyday NPC interactions, and a colossal array of bone-crushing, spell-blasting sound effects. This is BattleBards. If you're looking to get the best value out of BattleBards.com, I would recommend giving BattleBards Prime subscription a try. With this monthly subscription, you can enjoy streaming access to all BattleBards content. Access to all BattleBard's tools, including their soundboard and mixer. The ability to upload and mix your own private audio library. And 20% off all purchases of sounds you wish to permanently add to your collection. I think this is enough for me. Go check it out for yourself and see what they have to offer. Now, let's get back to Dice List.
3: follow behind Dirk okay
2: as, as Bertram probably slowly follows behind after gearing up <laughs> am I correct <laughs> no I'm
1: I'm there I'm just I'm just
0: pouting <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're like a six-year-old who didn't want to go out for ice cream but now you have to go out for ice cream <laughs>
3: And if the ice cream was a bunch of filth and mud and shit. we'll get it too, but, you know.
0: I'm just imagining, like, just a kid who's pouting over, like, something stupid. Yeah, except just not uh. stupid, okay? <laughs> well, so does the kid think so, so... Uh, all right. So you guys are in the sewers now, and uh, you can see there are handprints all over the walls. Um... Along the tunnel. And that gives you pretty much a clear path of where you think this creature or person has gone. Well,
2: that's convenient. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: Unfortunately, convenient. <laughs>
0: Let's go. <laughs> um, but you do notice that it seems like there was some pause given uh, as you come to a certain section. Uh, you, you follow this along for maybe, you know, 50 feet and then the handprints kind of stop and it seems like they, they put their hands up against the wall and then their, their arms are, it seems like they're, there's like the full arm print on there as maybe they leaned up against it for support for a second. Uh, and they, then the handprints stop from there. Hmm. But it definitely seems like they lingered in the spot for a portion of time based on that.
3: Can I search for hidden doors?
0: Yeah, please go ahead and uh make an Investigation or Perception? I really don't even know which one to use sometimes. So we're gonna go with investigation. Find my me. I know there's the same for you pretty much.
3: Yeah, there's the
0: same uh same bonus luckily for me. That is a dirty twenty. Okay, so with your dirty nasty twenty, you cannot find a dirty nasty door. Dang. <laughs> Uh, but it does seem like um, whoever stopped here did continue on then, if there's no door here.
3: Oh, does it seem like maybe... Can I tell about the handprints if like, the transformation was wearing off by the time they got here?
0: Yeah, actually, uh, with that dirty 20, you can actually tell now that you think about it, the handprints seem to be getting gradually smaller across mm. the tunnel. Okay. so As they reach this point... And they are at their smallest when I said they, they stopped to rest, or seemingly stop to rest. Okay. So if we're at like an intersection, and they stop
3: at the intersection, do we have, what, like two or three different other hallways to go down?
0: Yeah, so they stopped a little bit back from an intersection, and there's, there's two tunnels that split off from this. Uh, okay. And the water is rushing
2: towards you, to be clear.
0: So. Okay.
3: Okay. Uh, if that matters all. And
2: also. and I assume, as before, that the the walls of the sewers are just way too grimy for Dirk's uh, special boots. I mean, I'd let you attempt it, but there would be a possibility of it just not working correctly. So. I mean, I guess I'll make an attempt. Sure. Okay. So you're going to
0: try and climb up the walls there? Yeah. Okay. Just so you know, it's going to be a situation by situation basis sure Okay. like if you try and do this later you're gonna have to remake the role uh so just make a acrobatics check please all right
2: (laughs) another natural 20 (laughs) oh my god for for one of the most pointless checks
0: (laughs) yep yep you can walk on the walls you're just kind of like you're just looking around and you just start walking on the walls do a little like corkscrew as you're going nonchalantly showing off (laughs) Uh, but when you come back down around you realize that your cape when it flopped up or flopped down it definitely got dunked in the water gross and it's all nasty now gross (laughs) (laughs) yep (laughs) but that's now slapping against your your back and your thighs Mm, yummy Mm mm-hmm I mean, comes full circle back to where it started
2: I mean it was probably already wet when we hopped down in there so I mean no <laughs> uh okay well guys uh I guess we should keep following or keep keep going this way and then uh if we see anything else then we'll change direction I guess just keep an eye out and so Dirk will just kind of like on the ceiling he'll he'll, and like the walls he'll like kind of keep an eye out as he moves along well, which, okay which tunnel are we going down yeah so the left or the right? was this a, yeah so we're at a fork Mhm. yep okay um
3: is water coming from one and traveling to another
0: or are they, no or are they so both, they're both feeding into this tunnel got it okay Okay, yep, and flowing away from you guys, or at
2: least away from the direction you guys are moving in. Okay, so Dirk wants to check, like, the the first, like, 15 feet, like, inside the left side, see if he sees anything on the walls or anything. Any indication?
0: Yeah, you don't really see anything uh, 15 feet in on each side, but... Okay. uh, You can see a little bit more light coming from the right side.
2: Well, uh... Maybe he got out this way where the light is? I I don't know. Uh, What do we think, guys? Seems like a coin flip to me, Bertram. I agree. Uh,
1: I guess we should just pick one.
0: Let's go left. All right. Okay. So, So you guys go left, and you continue meandering down the tunnel's Uh, until it comes to another fork uh, and it splits off in two more directions. But one of these directions you can see leads directly to a large reservoir. And the other, uh, you don't see anything else at all from there.
2: We know what happened last time we uh, went to a larger reservoir like this. Uh, Don't know if that's a good or bad idea. I mean
3: at this point I feel like we have to push forward through it.
1: Uh and no other signs of footprints or anything else that we've seen.
0: Uh no, you haven't really found anything else like that. Um the water seems to be flowing quite a bit more, probably just from the high tide of the the day Gross. or at least uh what time of day it is, so.
1: Um uh- should we check perhaps the, the other direction for signs before we just pick a fight with the sewer gator?
2: Mm, yeah. Sure. I, I mean, we didn't see anything down here so far, so maybe we'll get lucky and see something the other way. Let's okay. double back. So doubling back to the first fork and then going right. And then mm-hmm. checking All right. for so anything. Double back way.
0: to the first fork fork and go right uh this time it seems to be getting lighter um and instead of forking off you can actually hear kind of a clacking up ahead
3: clacking Uh, like metallic or wooden yeah a little
0: bit metallic but it's just kind of so loud in here because it echoes down that you're not really sure it could be it could be metal on metal or you know stone on stone you're not sure quite what it could be
1: We'll just try to go quietly, see what that is.
3: Yeah. Okay. I'll try to so,
1: stealth.
0: Yep. Make those stealth checks. Stealthy stealth.
1: <laughs> Another single digit.
0: So oh
3: god, Bertram. Eleven. Dude, I'm like the opposite tonight. I'm on
1: fire. I've
2: got, I've got twenty three. <laughs> nice. Okay. All right. Well, uh this is the 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 worst that Dirk can roll is eleven. Ooh, Ooh damn. I also
1: got an eleven.
2: Okay,
0: so two elevens and twenty-three. Okay. So you guys are doing your best to stay quiet as you are heading down the tunnel. Um and as you reach this point, uh, you can see up ahead of you there's kind of this larger area uh, that it's opening up into. It seems like it was a reservoir, but there's also a platform kind of raised up above. And uh, on this platform, as you you kind of peer into it, you can see several crates and broken tables cobbled together into a workbench of some sort. Uh, There's secondhand tools, cracked beakers, and other devices kind of scattered along its surface. But what you notice even more importantly behind that, or working at this bench, is what you would guess to be a 7 to 8 foot tall wood elf. And this wood elf seems to have similar scale patches with this green coloring all over its body. Uh, He appears to be extremely malnourished and just looks... Like his face is completely sunken in. Oh shit! Does it? Does he look like the photo that we saw of Carl? And uh... so he does look similar to Fenian, but it definitely it, it's he he's different from Fenian. Fenian looks healthy in the picture that you saw. Fenian looked like you know he didn't have this greenish scales all over his face. So this is probably Fenian, but not not a healthy one. Right. right. If at yeah, all. Yeah. Um, and as you guys get a little bit closer, can you all make perception checks, please? Oh, boy. I have 18 for mine. 18? Okay. 10. Woo! <laughs> okay. And a natural 20. Right? Yep.
2: Yep. Yep. Yep.
0: Okay. Yep. So, Bertram and Adam... <laughs> I'm sorry, not Bertram. Uh, Adam and Dirk, you guys are able to see that there are just tears pouring down Fenian's face right now. Oh, shit. But he seems to be working hard at something in front of him. And that's where you hear the banging as he's he's banging a small hammer on something. You're not sure what it could be. Uh, Bertram, however, you were a little distracted and kind of looked behind you because you hear you, you could have sworn you heard something from behind you uh and and you get the glint of ice coming up the tunnel from behind you oh, close man. to the water line oh
1: eyes i thought you said ice yeah eyes <laughs> I was like what? ice yeah it's just ice <laughs> like, floating backwards <laughs> down the stream uh- <laughs> i'm just i'm just gonna whoever's close to me i'm gonna touch their shoulder and just start pointing behind us
0: yeah so so dirk is fascinated as he sees and just crying and and you just feel Bertram just like grab your shoulder and start like shaking you furiously uh, as he tries to pull you to turn and, and look behind yeah, so, you.
2: So Dark Dur- will look behind like quickly, like, what? Well, I mean. Yeah.
0: Uh, and, and this what in response just kind of like reverberates and echoes down the halls of the <laughs> sewer. And behind you, you hear a snarl in response. Uh, actually, a couple of snarls. As you see some not fully sized, you know, giant crocodiles, but there's, there's regular sized crocodiles or maybe even mini giant crocodiles. I don't know. We'll leave that up to the scientists to decide what they should be called, (laughs) but they're moving their cell themselves down the tunnel towards you as, uh, Fenian looks up as Adam can see and immediately takes his arm and drags it across his face, wiping his tears. Oh shit. Yeah, all shit is right. What you guys doing? Uh,
1: mm-hmm. I'm gonna step away from the alligators. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Towards the uh, the large room yep. that Fenian is in. Yep. Okay, so yeah, you you take a few steps back, uh, and you you kind of step into the room as your kind of like light floods around you. Um, you're, you're still walking through like this thin layer of water, but it seems that this area is um, similar to the height of the tunnel you were just in. So there's no like deep water that you just stepped into accidentally or
2: anything like that. Okay. Uh, how, how many how many pairs of eyes do I do I see down the tunnel? Just two pairs. Okay. And are, um, um, are we, they mo- are they moving next to each other or a single file? Yeah, next
0: to each other. Oh shit. Okay. Uh, so yeah so Bertram turns towards Fenian and Fenian looks down at you and who who are you what what are you doing here
1: we we know what they did to you and we would like to keep you out of Alchemco's clutches can we just talk please
0: you see you see a pained look on his face as you say that
2: I was gonna say so as they're doing that uh, Dirk's drawing his rapier and like getting ready to start fighting some gators and he's like uh, guys we, we we can give a quick introduction but we gotta deal with these
0: uh, and and Fenian Fenian after he has this pain look in his face just whispers something it, and it sounds like almost draconic and waves his hand and the gators just stop in their, sp- in their place oh shit you guys. oh shit
1: that that's that's a good trick. Could we also not talk in the sewers, please? Can we go somewhere else?
2: Uh, this is.
0: Kinda- I don't feel like going anywhere else right now. I don't feel like. I don't feel like being anywhere else right now.
1: Uh, can you tell us what happened
0: up there? And his face twists even more with pain as you say that you had to kill him, didn't you? No, it was an accident.
1: I I got
0: angry. I got...
1: It's the side effect
3: Yeah, yeah, it's a side effect. Do you no longer have to take the serum?
0: No, no I don't. I can bring it mm-hmm. upon at will and as he says that, he he strikes a couple more times with his hammer. So what are you here for? What do you want?
3: I mean, at this point, and Adam will look over to Bertram and Dirk. Honestly, we just want to know your side of the story. See if there's any way we can help.
2: We want to make sure that Alchemco doesn't get their hands on you uh or your friend who uh, tried to took out take out Adeline
0: Sarah where where is Sarah is Sarah okay
2: uh, she's she's safe. she's in our custody, but she's safe. we're protected no
0: one her. is safe in your custody and as he says this he he just swings his arm. Kind of flailing and it just crashes a couple beakers and they go scattering across the floor. He's ah. And he, he puts his hand to his head, just clutching it. and just ah. No one is safe. Alchemco will always know, and even if Alchemco doesn't, someone else will.
1: So, what are your options then? Run till they find you and capture you anyway? Live in the sewers? Kill yourself? Where do you see this end for you?
0: I don't ever see an ending. But I can't let them get a hold of myself or Sarah.
1: How do you plan to prevent that?
0: I was hoping to leave. Take Sarah. Take Carl. Just go. Go somewhere else. They might find us eventually, but... But we could be happy for a while. As he says this, he's just kind of like... His eyes are just welling with tears, and he's looking off in the distance.
3: They won't find you if they think you're dead.
0: Well, I've been dead for six months, and I've been in the tube, so... I don't think you're quite... Accurate with that statement.
3: Can you explain that a little further?
0: Oh, what? How El chemco and someone I thought to be a close friend of mine smacked me over the head while I was talking to them and after I had gone to the press and gotten the project shut down because no one else would fight against their injustice, they decided to try me as a test subject. When they did... They faked my death, because they realized I had the secret in my blood, and I had already made it work on myself.
3: Well, if you ever want to live anything close to a normal life, not on the run, we need to make Alchemco specifically think that you and Sarah are dead, unless we somehow destroy Alchemco or whoever is trying to find you.
1: Is it the entire Alchemco, Or is there an apparatus within it?
0: There's always apparatus within apparatus. They... They always. They always operate separately from each other. So if any of them get caught, they can just blame the one and move on. The hole is never burned, but the fingers are. New fingers can be regrown, though.
2: Um, during this conversation, Dirk wants to page Mudbreaker right now to make sure that our captive is secure, the uh, Sarah, mm-hmm. Sarah. But I mean, I guess they don't know her name yet, unless she's unless she told them.
0: No, you know her name is Sarah.
2: Oh, okay. I mean, we do, yep, but I you didn't had know. already gathered that I didn't know if Mudbreaker knew. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: They've they've got all their information. Okay. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, you message Mudbreaker, this, and you get a reply after a moment. Says, yeah, she's safe. She's at the safe house now. Okay. I'm here right now for now. So.
2: Okay. Thanks. And uh, look, uh, Sarah, we had her taken to a safe house. She's not at our precinct, so. Well, oh, if all is as it should be, there should be nobody that knows where she is. We don't even know exactly where she is, but we want to help you guys. We want to make sure that neither of you or their secret ingredient ever gets into Akemko's hands, and we want to put a stop to them as well.
0: Where? Where, Sarah? Can Can you tell me where she is? I'd very much like to go to her.
2: Um, does So Dirk doesn't really know where the safe house is, right?
0: No, no, you do not personally know where the safe house is. Okay. But you think if you asked Mudbreaker, he would give you the information. Okay. <laughs> uh.
1: I'm just going to... I'm going to write in my page to Mudbreaker that we found Finian and that uh, they want to uh, talk to Sarah. Uh,
0: You get a reply back that says, if he's willing to come quietly, I have no problem facilitating this meeting.
2: Okay. And then Bertram, you can relay that back since it was with you.
1: Yeah, he's not going to mention in front of him just yet. He wants to talk to the person more. What, What do you want to say...
0: I want to apologize to her for letting for getting her involved. And what... I shouldn't have done that.
1: What comes after that for you? Don't know. As I see it, you and her both have information we can use against Alchemco. But you need help. We can be that help for both of you because what Alchemco is doing is dangerous and it much like your own <laughs> motivations in exposing their research to the public. This is even greater. More of a risk. More dastardly. We can do much with your help, and you can do much with ours.
0: I won't be credited. I won't be considered a credible resource. As it is, my mental faculties are slowly deteriorating. A fraction of the man
2: I used to be. Well, nonetheless, your physical appearance is proof enough that you've been subject to some severe experimentation.
0: Yes, severe experimentation that I initiated on myself before the project was ever shut down. And after discovering that this is what happened to me, and that this was a possibility, and feeling the rage inside, I chose to fight to get it shut down even though I knew I could make it work.
1: Well, it hasn't been shut down. No. So are you going to help us finish that fight?
0: I don't know. I'm worried that if Kemco gets a hold of me, they will be able to siphon away everything I, I have left. Because without me, they're unable to make it work. They still have yet to figure out how to make it work, even with my blood. But if they have me in their custody, they know that I know how to do it now as I've done it to someone else too. They won't rest until they let them know how they will use every bit of magic, every bit of technology to pry the most sacred thoughts that
2: I have left from. And we won't rest until they are put to... St-
0: what are you against the tide that is Alchemco? And he seems to be getting very angry when he, when he says that. Just kind of like, you know... The smallest thing that might have, you know, raised his temper just turns into him, like, in a full-blown, staring you down, his fists clenched, and his muscles
2: uh, tense, as he says it to you. And Dirk, looking down at first, but slowly, slowly looking up at him. We may not be much, but we will make sure that they are brought to justice. We don't care how the odds are stacked against us. We will put an end to this. And with your help, with the help of you and Sarah, and our precinct, I believe that we can make it happen. All right.
0: Tell me where Sarah is so I can go to her myself. I will not be brought into
2: custody. We do not need to officially arrest you, but... You will need to come with us. We will tell need to, have to go with is. you. Tell me where she is.
0: You need to tell me where she is now.
1: We can take you to her.
0: No, I need to know where she is now. Tell me. You know. Tell me. And he says that, and just one of the tables, he just kicks it over, and it just goes toppling down towards you, and just you know crashes onto the the into the water below. If
2: you kill us, you'll never find her. That's what you think, isn't it? Wait, hold on. Adam, can you use that wand again? Prove that we're telling him the truth. Prove to him that he can trust us. Do I still have
0: that? I mean, technically it's just supposed to sit at the precinct, but oh. I mean, if you do, you do. Okay.
3: The, the, well that's why i was going to ask you like if they would let me just like
0: leave with it then yeah. i mean you could just leave with it i mean it's not like fuck yeah someone who goes into an interrogation be like where the fuck is the wand <laughs> <laughs> oh god damn it uh yeah this is oh. why we put a key ring on it and a little tag <laughs> <laughs> supposed to use the goddamn sign out sheet steven where the fuck are you bring me my wand
3: <laughs> good job Uh, uh, yeah, Adam would take it out, uh, would basically, hmm, would toss it over to him and say,
0: if you don't believe us, then use that. Tell me where she is. I need your honest answer. You have to tell me where she is. Ooh. We don't know where she is now.
2: But we just know that so she's at his safe house. Did he just use the wand after saying that? No, not yet.
0: Okay. No, he he hasn't used it yet. He's he's just still demanding this first. He needs an answer. He doesn't care about proving that you you guys are telling the truth right now. He just cares about that.
2: First you get first you got to promise that we go together. We got to make sure that both of you are protected and we can't do that if you run off on your own.
0: And I need you to let us run off on our own.
2: We can... We will help you get away to somewhere safe, but we need to make sure we get you both in the same place somewhere safe, and then we can help you escape. No.
0: No, this this does not work. No. No. Why? Why won't you let me see her? And as he says that, he, he uh, uses the wand on you, Dirk. Because if
2: we let you go and run away, all on your own, they might catch you and find you and do exactly what you fear. We are trying to help you. Please.
0: I know I can prevent it. I can prevent that from happening. I can. I can I can stop it. I can get us out of here safe, but I need no one to know how I do it. You need to trust me.
3: Are you, at this point, willing to run away and let Alchemco commit these atrocities to other employees? Or do you want to help us take them down? And when I say take them down, I'm not talking about their... What was the word we were using? Their little subgroup. I'm talking about taking down the whole thing. You know the inner workings of a lot of Alchemco.
0: Probably not all of it. I know the inner workings of nothing. I was a scientist assigned a high level project. That's it. I was not in charge of anything. I did not work. No one worked underneath me except for my own scientists. That's it. I did not have this elaborate idea of what Alchemco was. They are very secretive, they hold their knowledge deep and they hide it underneath their managers and their lies. No one can stop them as easily as you think you can with just my help. Like I said, no one will believe me. No one will believe Sarah, not after what they see. Not after they see how this is affecting our minds. No one. Just our proof of existence. The proof is, is that I created myself and I created Sarah. Sarah. Against Alchemco's wishes. Alchemco didn't ask me to test this on myself. Alchemco can deny everything legitimately underneath truth serum, underneath all of these effects. You need to tell me where she is or I will go find her on my own. And as he says that, he kicks down the rest of the the workbench and grabs up one thing off of it. Um, And as it's kicked down, you notice the sack just kind of goes flying and this red dust just gets scattered across the water below and it kind of lands on you guys as well oh shit
2: uh Adam
3: want to like back away from from that business
2: yeah so Adam backs away yeah is do, do we have a chance to like <laughs> attempt to get away from the red stuff before it hits us of course, yeah. You guys can back up and just kind of
0: like, you know, move into the tunnel a little bit towards the Crocs. Um, and uh, you know, as you do so, you're you're not hit at all by the dust, but the dust is just kind of like sitting on top of the water, just kind of like you know when you you sprinkle um, uh, like glitter across the surface of water, it kind of just sits there for a little bit with the surface tension before falling in. Okay. Um, that's what's happening now with this dust and behind you, the Crocs are still still, but they, they begin snarling as you guys are a little bit closer to them. Uh, and, and Fenian, tell me. He just screams at you one last time.
1: I'm going to cast Fast Friends on Fenian. Okay. Let's make a okay. Wisdom Saving Throw, DC 16.
0: DC 16, okay. Ooh, Okay. That is a natural one. Oh, shit. You got very lucky. What does Fast Friends do? Uh, yeah, please let us know what Fast Friends does.
1: Okay, um. Let's see here. Um, essentially, when I cast a spell on a humanoid, um, they're charmed by it. They're charmed by me for the duration. Uh, while they're charmed, uh, it undertakes. Perform any action or any services or abilities that I ask of it in a friendly manner uh, to the best of its ability. Um, once the creature, once the creature's completed a task uh, or a service, then I can have it do other things. Or yeah, it's essentially what. It.
2: What What does the wording wording actually say? 'Cause I just want to know like what, what contacts it work
1: Well, I'll I'll read the paragraph to you. When you make okay. when you need to make sure something gets done, you can't rely on vague promises, sworn oaths, or binding contracts of employment. When you cast this spell, choose one humanoid within range you can see and hear you, uh, that can understand you. The creature must succeed on the wisdom save or be charmed by you for the duration. While it's while the creature is charmed in this way, it undertakes to perform any services or activities you ask of it in a friendly manner to the best of its ability. You can set the creature. Uh, you can set the creature n- new tasks when a previous task is completed, or if you decide to end its current task. Uh, if the service or activity might cause harm to the creature, or if it conflicts with the creature's normal activities and desires, the creature can make another wisdom save to try to o- throw saving throw to end the effect. Uh, and that save is made with advantage if we are fighting the creature. Um, Which you are not. If the activity would result in certain death for the creature, the spell ends. Essentially, I can okay. give it a task or ask it to do a thing, as long as it's okay. I'm not going to harm it. Um, yeah,
0: or go against. Yeah, its normal actions.
1: Right. So, like, if it wouldn't normally punch a baby, I can't f- nicely ask it to punch a baby, and it'd be okay <laughs> right. it be right.
0: And I, I'm pretty sure we established what his normal actions are just now with this what he wants to do so um, So
2: he he would get another saving throw go against that
0: right yeah pretty much which which i am (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean obviously that's kind of the point yep all right so before uh before bertram gets to ask this question uh we're actually going to wrap up this episode of dice heist here as fenian has just been charmed by Bertram's spell. And probably one of the best rolls that's uh, that's happened to Bertram in the last couple episodes. Yeah. And I not even roll uh, it, so suck Yeah, I mean, and it was a one still. So, I mean, technically not a good roll, yeah, my bad but luck good just, for you.
1: My bad feng shui just transferred to you. I'm okay
0: with that. Yeah, well, we'll see. All right. Uh, thank you guys for listening to this episode of Dice Heist. I'm really glad how this is all unraveling in a completely unexpected and new interesting way uh can't wait to hear you guys next time bye
2: bye bye guys
0: Thank you all for listening to this episode of Dice Heist. Our next episode will be released on Sunday, July 18th. I want to give a special thanks to Nick for letting us use his song, Something For Now. I'd like to also thank my wife, Erica, for her support and her wonderful work on our show notes and additional help writing flavor text with me. I'd like to thank BattleBards personally, for their help improving our show by giving us access to their immense library of music, background, sound effects, soundscapes, even NPC dialogue that I've used on sparse occasions, but still it was immensely helpful to try and immerse you guys in the world that I'm trying to create with this story. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at Dice underscore Heist and on Facebook at Dice Heist Podcast. Feel free. reach out to us there or send us an email at diceheistpodcast at gmail.com lastly i want to mention that our giveaway has finally had a date set so we are going to draw all six winners on july 30th so uh, on july 30th i'm going to draw all of those names and i will be sending out a message and also posting the winners of the contest Uh, and these winners will be winning uh, sets of dice scale mail dice bags and owl keychains once we're able to get in contact with you guys we can send you all of your gifts and just to give you that last little bit we're going to make sure that we uh, we announce in our episode released on august 1st we'll make sure and announce who the winners are there too so you guys can check your inboxes and get back to us so we know who to mail all of these things to we really appreciate you guys being patient with us and we really hope that those that do win these items really enjoy them so thank you again very much Thanks again for listening to this episode of Dice Heist, and stay tuned for the next episode next week. Bye for now.